Hello, and welcome to Device Week, the weekly podcast from MedTech Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller, and with me today is managing editor Marion Webb and our UK-based journalist Barnaby Pickering. So, Marion, you wrote an article this week about a panel discussion at last week's virtual digital MedTech conference, which was hosted by AdvaMed. What can you tell us about the panel that you heard? Yes, Reed. So, this year's one-day digital MedTech conference was packed full with interesting panel discussions and Due to COVID, it was held in a virtual environment. But among the big topics, of course, that we hear a lot about whenever there is a discussion about the digital transformation is the ongoing digitization in the operating suite. And that encompasses the integration of new technologies such as advanced imaging, you know, machine learning, robotic instruments, and artificial intelligence, which are all tools designed to provide surgeons with the information they need to make better decisions and ultimately help improve patient outcomes. Okay, so what are some of the main takeaways you got from that? Well, so the panel was made up of representatives from MedTech, such as Johnson & Johnson, a thoracic surgeon from the Mayo Clinic, and health companies, and they all agreed that we've seen tremendous acceleration in the adoption of digital tools in healthcare overall, and also in the operating suite. And they all foresee that the integration of analytics into devices, um, among others, will transform the entire journey. So from training surgeons to preoperative planning and intraoperative and decision support to postoperative applications, and we already see that today. For instance, surgeons can learn a lot quicker by watching surgeries on YouTube videos rather than reading a two-dimensional textbook. And many surgeons are already being trained on simulators and also use digital technologies to plan for a surgery. So today we see that inoperatively devices are integrated with analytics that can help surgeons see behind organs, as one panelist put it or haptics to give surgeons that touch feedback on how they're stapling or suturing and what force they're applying to an organ, for instance. And then, of course, postoperatively, today many patients are given remote tools to help them rehabilitate, for instance, such as using a video where a virtual physical therapist can guide a patient through exercises. So we certainly have seen a lot of big companies that uh, you've also addressed in a market intel recently, and that highlighted companies that are remotely bringing in specialists to a live surgery. So what are some of the challenges remaining with that? Yeah, so um, back to the story that I wrote from the advent uh, panels, one of the big challenges um, today and it's been talked about a lot and it remains a challenge is the issue of interoperability. So that's the ability to for devices to actually talk to each other. That's a big problem, according to the uh, thoracic surgeon who works at the Mayo Clinic. She said that when a monitor doesn't talk to the camera, um, that's an issue. And in order to solve it, everyone agreed pretty much that it will require more collaboration among the various stakeholders But there are also other considerations such as regulatory issues, privacy concerns surrounding data and security issues that also need to be addressed. All right. Well, thanks for that, Marian. So that's a great overview. And you'll be working on another story from that conference that focuses on uh, when medtech meets consumer tech. And we'll be looking forward to that. Barnaby spoke to Cumulus Neuroscience, previously known as Brainwave Bank. And that's all about electro 
cephalography and they have a headset. So what is Cumulus offering with that device? So electroencephalography or EEG is a technology used for measuring electrical signals via sensors placed on the scalp. Now, these electrical signals can provide a huge quantity of data about the function of a patient's brain. There's recently been a fairly concerted push from the pharmaceutical industry to develop new drugs for treating neurological conditions. The problem is that assessment of the efficacy of these drugs is very, very difficult. Patients fluctuate often by the hour and recording objective data about these fluctuations is currently almost impossible. One approach used is EEG. Currently available headsets are bulky, very expensive, and take about an hour to put on properly. Some even need you to shave your head. And this means that they are completely unusable in a home setting. Cumulus Neuroscience have sought to do away with all of this by creating its own headset. It's small, easy to wear, and records data from all major parts of the brain. So you explained that Cumulus created their own headset. So what else have they done? So... Like you said, they've created a headset, but they've done a whole lot more. Um, they've developed a state-of-the-art back-end system for analysis. Their system collects and automatically screens data. EEG is very susceptible to noise problems, and prior to Cumulus, the cleaning of this data had to be done mostly by hand. By automating the process, Cumulus hopes to massively accelerate the data pipeline. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. So what are they going to do next? So Cumulus' CEO, Ronan Cunningham, explained that 510k clearance is the next big goal. Uh, they anticipate a US market release first with the European release following shortly after. On the 4th of May this year, the Belfast-based company announced the completion of a £6 million funding round led by the Dementia Discovery Fund and joined by LifeArc and the UK Venture Fund. This money will be used to commercialise the device and finalise any development needed prior to release. Thanks for that, Barnaby. So right now on medtechinsight.com, you can read Marion's market intel. You can read all of Barnaby's coverage of new innovative companies, as well as some profiles of some of the firms that invest in those companies, and a whole lot more. We're continuing to cover the important announcements from medtech companies that are doing their quarterly sales and earnings. They all have a lot to say about how they're recovering from the pandemic, or in the case of IVD companies, have benefited from it. We're featuring an interview with the CEO of Philips right now, but how the pandemic has changed that company. We also have a lot of coverage of what's going now, on right now at the FDA with the new administration, and of course, all the other important medtech regulatory news from around the world. You can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. I'm at medtech read with two E's. Marion is medtech Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N, and Barnaby is at medtech Barney. Thanks and have a good week.